Hey, how you doing? I hope you're having a great day, great night, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in again. This is the Outlook Industries podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Johnson, back in the studio here in Rapid City, South Dakota to get another great episode done for you guys. I hope you've been enjoying the podcasts. Today, I have a very exciting guest. Today is Alex Blome on the podcast. He is a scooter rider from Seattle, Washington. He's been scootering for like 11 years. He's been around since the beginning, started on a bolt-up razor. So that's pretty interesting. He has a lot of stories to tell about that. But I really enjoyed talking to him about video and about video parts. He's had a big part in a lot of video parts that have come out lately. I said part a lot in that last couple sentences. But yeah, he was just a really interesting guy to talk to and there was a lot of cool advice that he had and I learned a thing or two and yeah he's just been working on a lot of projects with um, Olay he's been riding for Olay and he went to the Denver Street Jam so we talked a lot about that and his uh, megaphone skills if any of you were there so I really enjoyed this podcast and I know you guys will too so let's get right into it Hey guys, welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. Today I have Alex Blom on the podcast. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm good. I hope I pronounced your last name right. Yeah, no, I, honestly, you did better than most people. <laughs> Sick. Uh, first off, what I want to ask you is kind of like who you are, where you live, what you kind of do outside of scootering, and then kind of when you got into scootering. Um, so my name is Alex Blum. I'm 22 years old. I live in Seattle, Washington. Um, I don't know. Scootering is kind of like the main thing for me right now. Like, I have another job. I do landscaping, as I said, but that's just like the side gig. But I really try to focus on scootering and like filming all the homies if possible. Like as of recently, like, I don't know, I guess I started scootering in 2011. Oh, geez. Okay. It's in December of 2011. So basically 2012. Oh, no, December of 2010. And then basically 2011 because it's it's coming up on 11 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a while. I've been around, but yeah. Jeez. So, um, did you, have you always grown up in Seattle? Have you always yeah. been in Seattle? Yeah. Okay. I was actually, I was adopted from Vietnam okay. when I was six months old and then I moved to Seattle and I've been here ever since. Okay, sweet. Um, your parents really supportive of it? Oh yeah. Very. Like I knew at the end of high school that I wasn't going to go to college and that like, I really wanted to just focus on scootering and like, they were just super down with that. And they're like, all right, like if that's what you want to do, like we're not going to like, they weren't down to like pay my rent and just like give me yeah. everything. But they're like 100%, if that's what you want to do, like get a job and support yourself and go scooter as much as you want. Like, and I was like, Word. like I'm down. Like that's what, so that's what I did. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. what do your parents do? Um, so my mom's an English teacher at the community college and my dad is retired now, but for 20 years, he worked at Microsoft as a technical engineer, writer type deal. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure on the specifics of yeah. it, but he, I know he was like coding programs and stuff. And like, he was really, I, I don't know if he was really super into it, but he, I don't know. He, he did it because like it, it was a good paying job and it's Microsoft, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's, that's an awesome gig. Yeah. Um, how who got you into scootering did you bmx or skate before that or is it just like straight into scootering how so, what's the story behind that uh so i i started skateboarding and then there's like so my middle school is like right up here and then right down the hill it was on the top of a hill and right down the hill is our local skate park called doll doll field and i would just go there like literally every day after school like before school like if i was walking there but and i would go and skateboard but like I skated for like a year and a half and I just didn't really progress that much. And I didn't have that much fun. But then my friends, like there's this dude, Tanner Schmidt and Simon Wilmhoff. Like if you know the OG Seattle scene, like, you know, but they really like, they would come to the skate park too on their scooters. And they just seemed like they were having like loads more fun than I was. And so I was like, 
you know, maybe I, maybe I should switch to that. And so on, I remember, I remember these dates cause they were holidays, but on Halloween, I bought my first like ultra pro from yeah. somebody else though. So I honestly, this, I, this is a big regret for me to say, but I've never bolted my own foldy. Like yeah. someone, someone else, I bought a bolted foldy from someone else and already had the bolts on and everything. So it was just like a good, decent beginner scooter. Nice. And I was like, word, like I have a razor. I can, I started doing tail whips and stuff. And then on Christmas, this is, this is like my anniversary, I say, cause I still skateboarded and scootered between Halloween and Christmas. But on Christmas, my parents got me the Phoenix integrated or non-integrated deck. And really? Yeah. 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 So it was, it was that long ago. But then ever since then, like I literally just th- pretty much threw my skateboard away and like just was full on scootering as much as I could. Nice. Um, have you ever picked up? I mean, I'm sure you picked up a skateboard again, but yeah. have you ever oh, about doing no, it more? Not, not really. It's just, I don't know. I've, Every time I skate, I find it so much harder. Like, yeah, I'll, I know. <laughs> I'll be trying something and I'll just be like drenched in sweat after a little bit. Whereas yeah. scootering is like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm not familiar with it or it's like yeah, not my main thing. But every time I'm like, oh my God, like this is so difficult. And like, yeah, I can kick flip. I can, he- I heel flip naturally. And everyone, I always do heel flips and people are like, wait, like, can you not kick flip? And I'm like, no, not really. Like I just heel flip is natural to me. Yeah. No, I don't know. I've been wanting last time I had a skateboard, it was like three years ago and Jackson Brower, I'm putting him on the, on blast, but Jackson Brower yeah. was here for the street jam and he wanted to borrow it. And then we took it to the skate park and he left it there. And so, no. yeah. yeah. And then we went back for it and it was gone. So ever since that i was just like hmm, i don't really need it i like, don't need one yeah yeah i would however like a filming board though like right a, like a, a cruiser yeah it's like i can do everything like holding my scooter with one hand and filming like this but it would be so nice to like have two hands on the camera yeah for sure that's such a good investment for just filming which yeah. obviously is another one of your passions like what do you what kind of camera do you have first off Oh, I have, I have two DVX 100Bs and I have an HPX 170. So like the SD setups and then the HD setup. And I also have a HVX that uh, Advocate gave me as like, wow. yeah, cause James G doesn't really scooter anymore and he doesn't really film anymore. And one day he just hit me up out of the blue and was like, Hey, like I have this HVX, the Advocate one. And like, if you want it, it's yours. Cause like, really? I, yeah, he's like, I know you'll put it to good use better than me. And I was like, like, no way you're just going to give me that. Like, that's like wow. a legendary camera. And it's like, it was exactly what I needed to. Cause like I film HD now instead of SD and I have two yeah. cameras for both angles, but the, the HVX just like completed my HD setup. Wow. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah. I, I haven't done much of the like SD stuff, which I think is really, really cool too. Are you moving yeah. towards doing more HD now? Yeah. Well, BLTN one was SD and like, I bought my first DVX from Zach Poon. Like, yeah. When was it? Like 2016, like at the end of high school. And I used that for like years and years and I loved it. But yeah. Tapes started to get expensive and like just capturing the footage and like having to worry about like, not filming over something or like not messing up the tape deck heads or whatever. It was just like kind of stressful. And I started to fall in love with like the look of HD once everybody else started using HD. Yeah. So after, after BLTN one, I like, I was just talking to one of the local homies here who stopped scootering. His name is Joseph Chung. Shout out to him. But (laughs) he, he had, he had this HPX and I like, he was selling or he wasn't trying to sell it really, but he wasn't scootering and so he had no use for it. And so like I just long shot lowballed him, like real like I, yeah. I was like, let's do five hundred bucks for it right now. And yeah. he's they're worth like a thousand or almost like fifteen hundred. And he is just like, All right. And so like I got blessed with my HPX and like in my wow. I I it has P two cards and like the worst thing about P two cards is they're really expensive. Right. It's like it's like the 64 gigabyte ones now are like almost cl- upwards of 250 to 300 dollars. That's and ridiculous. It's, a, it's just a memory card. Right. But like 
I don't know, since it's just such an outdated thing or whatever, it's like, it's just hard to find. And so they don't, do they make them anymore? I don't even know. I always just look on eBay or whatever. Like someday yeah. I'm going to find a deal on eBay and cop it. But he, he blessed me. Like both the camera came with two 32 gigabyte ones and like I, it was all for 500 bucks. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is just too good to pass up. Yeah. Like, the two 32 gigabytes gives me like 68 minutes of recording time. So it's basically just like a little bit more than a tape which I was already used to just filling up tapes and then like getting a new one. But like, yeah, thing, I just fill up the P2 cards now and then I uh, just erase everything and it's all good. Start over again. How long, how much footage can you get with that uh, 32 gigabyte? Um, one thirty-two gigabytes, probably like 34 minutes, but I got two. So it's okay. like, it's so like, like a little hour. bit over an hour. Yeah. How, does great. that, does that fill up before the battery life runs out? Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Or no, sorry. <laughs> Other way around. Yeah. The battery will die away before that fills up. Oh, okay. So you yeah. have a few charges. That's nice to know. Yeah, it no, is. I'm, I'm not familiar with those cameras too much. So it's like just trying to figure that out. Yeah. Where do you get like your inspiration for videos from though? Uh, I don't know. I just, like scooter videos a lot. Honestly, I got to say like, I personally am not, I like watching BMX videos cause it's all, it's like semi relatable. Right. And it's like, okay, I see he's on his pegs. He's doing a 50 and then he's doing a bar spin or a tail up. Yeah. Like I personally, I don't really like watching skating very much. Cause like I have no idea what's going on. And mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Skaters haven't been like, I mean, nowadays skaters are awesome. Like right. at, at least in Seattle, like everybody's very accepting nowadays, but like in the past skaters have not been the greatest. And so I felt like probably that was a little bit why I didn't like, spend all my hours at home watching skate videos or whatever but yeah yeah i like pr much prefer to w watch scooter videos and stuff and like y2k evil that's one of my favorite videos and uh the breakfast videos and yeah i don't know i always the my inspiration for bltn though like i remember being in middle school like before i scootered I was just like, I had like this shitty flip camera, like one of those ones that has like the USB plug in on top and you just plug the whole camera into your phone or computer. Yeah. Like, I remember just like talking to my friends. And I'd be like, I want to make a full length. Like I can film all of us and like, just like, and nobody was down and it just never happened. And then fast forward nine years we have BLTN. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It was a long time in the way, but like I've, I had always wanted to make a full length just cause it's like, I don't know. It's just so cool. And like, you have all your homies and like in the friend section too, is like anybody you can possibly put in there is like scootering. And I don't know. Video parts mean a lot. And like, yeah, they do. I always say like, like you're going to forget your Instagram video after two days or like even no matter how crazy it is, like, or maybe you'll remember if it's like the most insane thing ever. Like, yeah. But a mediocre Instagram video is going to blow over anybody's head. And then, it's just going to be forgotten. Whereas a video part, it's like you try your hardest for like one to six months or even multiple years. And then that goes onto YouTube. And like, if everything goes well with like copyright and stuff, like that will be there forever. Like until, yeah. until the end of time, like you'll be I, like, I look forward to showing my kids and my grandkids, all the scooter videos and everything that I made. Cause like, I'll be like, this is my youth. Like this is, yeah. everything. this was everything to me at one point in my life. And maybe when I'm 60 or whatever, it won't be, but it was at one point and it's documented and it's there for people to watch for the end of time. Yeah. That's like, think about skateboarding and when they came in and like those like CDs, like the DVD yeah. that they made oh, and how long dude. they lived, dude. Like know, even I, to this day, if you can plug in and put like a skate DVD in, it's like, like animal chin will live forever. Yeah, like, dude, That's like, it's just so meaningful. And it's yeah, like, I bet there's there's skaters out there who film and stuff who just have like all of the videos that have ever been put out like mm -hmm. as a collection or something because like yeah no that's timeless it is and like even YouTube like can be pushed under the rug a little bit like after time but like that era skating came in at this perfect time where they got to keep those videos which I think is really cool yeah. Um, but I, I really like and appreciate video parts way more than 
people putting stuff on Instagram or Instagram TV or whatever yeah, it just totally. lasts so much longer. And I think it needs, we've kind of gotten away from that as like, almost as like an industry. I love how they just did the, this is scootering videos. Cause that'll really yeah. push people to think about that more. Totally. Totally. But like, unfortunately scootering has like, and it, it only really seems to be scootering. Like, yeah. But, like BMXing, rollerblading, skating, they're not living on Instagram. Like we are. Mm-hmm. And, I don't exactly know why, but like, I don't know. I just like, I see kids these days trying their very hardest for Instagram. And it's like, dude, like if you even park kids, like if you just didn't film that for Instagram and you filmed a YouTube video, like it would still be more meaningful. Like I I would think unless, unless you're only doing it for the views and the clout, then it's just like, it's whatever. But like, like Will said, that's not what you should be doing it for. No, exactly. Because yeah. that's that's what gets caught up in your head is like you can post something on Instagram and it'll get way more attention way quicker. Yeah, totally. But then it's just gone. And it's gone. And like the next thing is going to get that attention. And then the next thing. And then like all of a sudden it's like you have to go out and try again if you want to be that. But like I do think a video part is like very meaningful. And especially with platforms nowadays with like like Olay and Trendkill and like even Undialed in a sense, like those are just like showcasing platforms where like, yeah, where like I, cause I do understand like if a kid who's not no, very unheard of or whatever, he posts a YouTube video, it's not going to go very far, mm-hmm. but like Undialed and Olay and Trendkill are like here to help with that. Basically it's like exactly 90% of the time, if you hit one of them up with a semi-decent video, like they will post it and then you'll get like all the recognition you could ever want mm-hmm. versus like, I, I don't know. I love what Matt McKean is doing with Trendkill. Like yeah. Trendkill is really showcasing video part. They're, they're the thrasher of scootering at this point, yeah. which yeah. is really, really cool. Yeah, definitely. I really think Trendkill is sick too. McKean's definitely doing it well. McKean and David Coe. <laughs> yeah, David Coe. I forgot about David. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah those no. So are you looking at staying in Seattle or are you going to move? Do you know? So I'm actually going to move down to LA in September just for like six months. And just like oh, nice. that, I've been here my whole life pretty much. And I love it. Like I really yeah. love Seattle. But like I got to say, ever since Will left, it like the winters get hard. He's not here during like the winter. And so like, yeah, me and him, like the Seattle scene is really weird right now. Cause like me and Will are like the only people really in like Seattle, Seattle. And then there's like tons of scooter riders just like abroad or not like in within like a 20, 30 minute drive from us, which like doesn't seem that bad. Cause you go to Phoenix or something or like Cali and you have to drive like, pretty far to see anybody or like not to see anybody but like from place to place to place you have to drive but everywhere here is like 20 or 30 minutes away and so like to us that seems far because it's not like five minutes or something because there's yeah i don't know the scene it's just me and will in seattle but then there's like all the lake stevens dudes like jacob and joseph and holden and i don't know i forget all their instagram names but they're all yeah there's a ton of people just like a little bit away which is sick but in the winter time it's like me and will would ride like every single day when he was here before he went to college and so now like it gets a little burnt and it's cold and it's like rainy always and so yeah i don't know i think this winter will be great though because i'm this is this is a story my girlfriend like has a job in california she's been working remotely in la for like or she's here but she's been working remotely yeah it's been almost six months now but she wants to go and like because they're gonna come back in person soon and she wants to go down there and be just like work in person for a little bit before we come back and then she'll go to grad school but we were looking at it and her job is 14 minutes away from will's school and so i was was like all right like if we're gonna go down there we might as well just try to get as close to will as possible (laughs) so we can ride like throughout that six months where else like i wouldn't get to ride and like yeah the glue here and holds everybody together and he's like i'm just like lazy and i don't like to message like 15 people every time i go scooter but will is super about it he's like no i'll hit everybody up i'll call everyone i'll make sure everyone's there and i'm like hell yeah so 
I really attribute a lot of like our scene to him, even yeah. though like, he came in. Oh, I guess he didn't come in late, but he's younger. He's a few years younger than me. So yeah, yeah. He's like, like he's I, like I'm a year younger than you, and I think he's a year younger than me. So. Yeah, yeah. So you're 21. I'm 21. Yeah. yeah I'm 22. And yeah, he's 20. He'll be 21 in October. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's he's not that, I don't know. And when we were growing up, it seemed like he was a, a lot younger because I think he's three grade years below me. So like I was, oh, a, gotcha. I was a junior when he was, a, or maybe I was a senior when he was a freshman. I don't know. But it just it always seemed like he was really like the little homie. Just yeah. because of that, like school age wise, but now like he's only two, like a little bit less than two years younger than me. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's cool. So though. when did you graduate? Twenty sixteen. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, yeah, you're like, when's your birthday? August second. So I'm about to be twenty. Oh, so you're just like really young for your class. Yes. Yeah. Like in, I was like one of the youngest kids. Like I missed the cutoff, or I made the cutoff by like two weeks. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, if I was two weeks younger, I, I would have, I would have had to be like a grade younger. Wow. Um, yeah. So he probably would have been a freshman or a senior. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And he went to a different school too, and so it was kind of hard because like, I'd always be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with my little scooter homie," and all my older friends would be like, "You're gonna go hang out with a freshman? Like, what the heck?" Yeah. Like, if you met him, like, you know, <laughs> but, like I just, I don't know. So they didn't really understand the whole scootering thing. And I feel like that definitely put me aside like when I was growing up and stuff. Cause I was like super focused on scootering in high school. And like, I didn't do a lot of social high school things that all my other friends were doing. Yeah. Like, I was so focused on scootering and like, I, I recognize that now, but going back, I wouldn't change a thing. Like, right. Yeah. Like I would still, I was just going to the skate park every day. I'd, like but i didn't really start like traveling until after high school oh okay like i, I mean i did i traveled a little bit on like family vacations or like i i would go like for like a little bit but i didn't really get like travel opportunities from scooter companies until i was out of high school gotcha yeah um i took my first like not scooter related trip in like four years like yeah a couple like a month ago so like, it's crazy because like every trip that i take i'm like oh i'm gonna hit this skate park i'm gonna hit this skate park. yeah right it's so all about like scootering it's been like that for me since probably like freshman year of high school or so yeah um because i've been riding for like eight years or so you went to the denver street jam didn't you yeah i was just yeah just recently how was, was that oh it was so good like yeah if it was just so refreshing like i love street jams and i i just love like scootering one of the main things in scootering for me is just the people and like it was so nice to be around like so many scooter riders again and yeah. like atmosphere and just like exploring a new place too because i had never really ridden in denver okay but, like i don't know i just had a fucking blast like i loved it and like it was just it, the only thing i don't do well in the heat so it was like yeah. and i didn't i didn't ride very, during the jam very much because i was like Olay sent Jacob and I out to film. And so yeah. like our main goal or my main goal was to film Jacob and Jacob's main goal was to get clips. And gotcha. so like we, we flew in Wednesday before the jam. And for some reason, the jam was on Sunday instead of Saturday. Oh, and weird. We, yeah. It was pretty weird, but like we just filmed like Jacob went insanely hard the, the days before and he ended up like, fracturing or breaking his wrist or something and so he couldn't actually ride in the jam but like he got a, like 11 clips that were just like all insane in the days That's sick. yeah so like we really we just kicked it at the jam and chilled and like felt like we had completed our mission for the trip but then i don't know at at one of the at the second spot, I think I don't know if you saw the videos or whatever, but there were yeah. those there were the long orange rails. Yes, at, at that spot, like nobody was on the microphone. Like the dynamic owner, like wasn't I don't know. It just felt yeah. like he wasn't really like 
doing what he needed to do because like it's a street jam you know and you gotta get that hype like you gotta be yeah. kids and like hyping them up to do stuff and i was like not doing anything so i was like yo like can i get that like can i get the mic and like he gave it to me and for the rest of the jam i was on that shit and like just yelling at kids hyping everybody up and like there was that kid nick rocco who hit the 14 kills it man. 14 year old kid and he hit the 20 rail the image yeah. 20 I was just up there, like in his face with the mic, like, come on, kid, you got this, you got this. And then he did it. And I was just like, I lost it. Like, I mean, yeah. I honestly get so hyped anytime anybody does something insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely lost my voice at the end of the night. Like, I came back to my girlfriend on Monday the next day and I was like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was like, tip, like classic, like out of a movie almost. Like, lost my voice so bad. I sounded like a croaking frog and I like couldn't talk. And I was like, I love it. Like, I'm yeah. so glad that I did that. And like, I did have a lot of people at the jam come up to me and say, like, you really made this jam like one of a kind. And like, it really pushed kids to do things that they would have never done. And like, yeah. I don't, so, like, I strongly believe that being on the microphone and like, giving that hype is like what makes a street jam and like i'm gonna buy my own microphone for the seattle jam and like color paint it some color or something and just like because i love it i don't know i, I did the seattle jam a couple of years ago and same thing like i was on the mic the whole time and I, I don't know i think i think i could maybe have some future in announcing just because of how much fun i had and how much like i think it really boosts like everybody's morale and like just yeah doing cool stuff yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I saw that Nick did that too. And like, I've been following him for years and like, he's, he's underrated. He's always been, but he's really progressing. The Denver scene has like the Colorado, like, yeah, Denver scene has grown so much in the last few years. Yeah, I could tell. And like, that's what they were saying too. Like everyone was like, this is the biggest jam Denver has ever had. And like, it was the first time that out of towners had come out and like, yeah, like, I guess probably not the first i'm sure somebody had flown out but like this time like there was a lot of people from out of town there there was like the whole triad and oath dudes and yeah. all, all like pretty much the whole brother team was there and then like wow. me and Jason from seattle and like Caden Bully was there too and i don't know it was just awesome like yeah I, I think right now like because of covid and like the lack of jams last summer like everyone's trying to just do everything because they can and like because gotcha. it's here now but someone else pointed this out to me too that i didn't think about like there's no park competitions right now like there's not because of covid and stuff there hasn't really been too many no and, and so like companies are just trying to send their riders out to whatever and that yeah falls in the line of the street jams because they are happening and like so i don't know i think they're bringing bigger crowds and like that's why i'm super excited for this year in seattle like I've already, I think already it's going to be the biggest jam, like money wise, because usually Mothership will host it and throw down a thousand dollars. And then like, that's supposed to be divvied up in like whatever way we want it. And so like, there is a thousand dollars, but it's not like, like the year that I did it, we gave Jay Burke, he won the thousand dollars, but then Austin Coates came in like a very close second place. So Jack ended up like splitting the money with him because like, he deserved it too. Yeah. This year we've got a thousand dollars for first place, and then we've got more. So like, wow. uh, yeah, it's super sick. Pro Scooter Shop is like putting on for everyone for the Seattle Oaks and stuff. But so we've got the jam. It's like a thousand dollars for Rider of the Day, but then there's going to be more prizes and there's more cash for the Bull Jam and just like to give out basically. Nice. It's like money. Money is the strongest motivator. I feel like. It totally is. Yeah. When is the Seattle Jam? Seattle Jam is on the eighth, then the or on the seventh, then the BLTN two premiere is on the night of the seventh, and then the Bull Jam is going to be on the eighth of, of August. Of August. August. Okay. I was about to say. I was <laughs> yeah, like, sorry, sorry. I was like, oh god, if that was just in two a couple days. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Of August. Uh, Oh, I'm gonna go through this whole summer without going to a single street jam, and it's killing me. Come out to I was, Seattle. So I was gonna cool. go. I was gonna go to the Denver one, but I had I got invited to be in this Deadwood All In show, which was like a division BMX Nitro ramp thing. So oh, I rode I in that. that 
Yeah. So I rode in that and that was the same weekend as the Denver street jam. That was on Saturday. So I would have had to yeah. drive all night and not sleep to be at the jam. So it wasn't worth it there. And then, um, now I'm going to go down, I'm instructing or counseling at Woodward West. So oh, I'll be nice. there. So that'll be kind of hard to leave. So and that's like the whole second half of the summer, but. Oh, you're going to be there for like a while. Uh, six weeks. Oh, wow. That's and then I might go see what's up in uh, LA and stay with Will for a little bit. So yeah, we'll like, I'm not like, sure what will happen yet, but I'm just getting down there. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm about, what? Sorry. Do you know about when you would go to LA? Um, probably July or not July. Um, August like 23rd. Okay. Second or 23rd. Dang, I think I'll just miss you then because we're supposed to move in on September 1st. Oh, geez. Well, the nice thing is I'm moving to Durango, Colorado, which isn't all that terribly far from LA. It's like a day's drive, which is all right. So maybe something might happen there. We'll see. Yeah, right. Um, Because I'm moving in with Sam Weems. So that'll be super sick. Oh, yeah. Sick. I just saw, yeah, I saw him in Denver and like we reconnected. I don't know. I hadn't seen him since Woodward, but we're both yeah. on all the and stuff. So it was great to see him. Mm-hmm. He killed it. I didn't like, I knew he was really good, but then watching him ride in person, I was like, wow, he's going off. Like, yeah, I know. He's, he's so technical. Blows my mind. It's made me yeah. a lot better just riding with him because he does so many things that I wouldn't even think about. Yeah. So it's so crazy. where you living now. Uh, I am in Rapid City, South Dakota the moment okay so yeah kind of a ways from everything yeah but um yeah no i've been i've been here because covid took me home because i was going to university of wyoming in uh laramie and then i didn't want to pay out-of-state tuition for online classes yeah for nothing. so i just moved home for a year saved some money go to school for cheap and now since everything's opening up again i'm gonna go out to Durango. I think it'll be good for like, we have a bunch of things planned between gas station and this. So we'll figure, we'll get some stuff done. It'll be sick. Hell yeah. Are you working on any video projects right now? Um, besides BLTN two, um, me and Jacob are filming a video. We're filming. I think we're filming for LA. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. But that has kind of taken a turn since he heard himself in Denver. Yeah. We have that, that's what we started. And then we were going to continue to keep filming, but he just wants to keep it easy on his wrist for now. Cause yeah, it still hurts. But as soon as he's better, we're going to keep filming for that. And I think that will be for LA. And then I don't know. Our goal is to drop three Jacob video parts this year. Just wow. Because like he just won't. Yeah. He just, he, he has the ability to. And so we want to get as much Jacob footy out as we can in 2021. But Sweet. other than that, I, f- I I want to film a video for Prey too, but I haven't gotten any of the Prey parts yet. And so I'm like, I started, I filmed a couple clips, and th- but I think I might use them in my BLTN2 part. Gotcha. But I'm just not sure. I'm I Because I'm going to get, I'm getting SIG wheels from them. And okay. so I want to like film my video on the wheels and not have oh. like, just random wheels on so i think i'm gonna wait for that and so really like me and the boys are mainly just focused on bltn nice yeah how long you been working on this one um well we took a couple months off after the first one started well (laughs) of course yeah (laughs) after the first one premiered but me and jack kept saying like no we're done screwing like this is it like we quit like this is it but then the HPX thing happened. And so like, I got super excited and I was like, all right, BLTN2 HD. And that was, I guess, 2019. So it's almost been, it's, it will be two years that we've been filming for this one once it okay. comes out. Yeah. So what have you learned filming full length? Uh, it's hard. It's really yeah. hard. And it takes a lot of time because it's like, it's not just one video that you're making. You're make like I do it like I make each part and then I stitch it all together at the end. But it's like so I'm making se- seven parts individual and then the friends section too, and then an intro and an outro. Yeah, it's like eight videos that I'm really working on, like technically. But then it yeah. all goes into one. 
how long is each person's part typically? It, it really depends. It, yeah. It, yeah, like I think mine's going to be 10 minutes long. Okay. It's like I have that much footage and like I'm going to use a couple songs and stuff, but like I don't know, there's one part that's going to be like two and a half minutes. And so it really depends on how much footage the people or the individual has gotten and the song. And like for me, the song really matters. Like I, I have a lot of almost everybody's pretty much done except for enders and stuff, but we're having like song issues. And so nothing has been edited yet because. Like, oh, I, gotcha. Like I need to have a song that I like really like, like the boys will send me something and I'll be like, I don't really feel it. And if like, cause I'm editing it, if I don't feel it, like it's hard to like, be yeah. like listen to the song 80 times and like love it or like, right. It. And so that's like, I don't know. That's one of the biggest things is like the music. And then also finding a song that hasn't been used in a scooter video before. So you don't get that, like that hate and stuff. Right. It's difficult. It, it definitely is just from filming edits and stuff. Um, from my perspective, like the, it's really hard to find songs. It's really hard to find songs that you're happy with. And then are you worried about like monetizing anything or you no. just don't worry about that? Yeah. I don't, I don't really care about that. I'm not trying okay. to, like, I mean, BLTN one got put on trend kill. And so like, even if it was monetized, that would be like up to them to make right. the money or whatever. We wouldn't get anything from that. Yeah. But same, same with, and then BLTN two, BLTN two is called weather permitting. I keep saying BLTN two, but it's, it's weather permitting, but uh, that's going to be on LA. So again, like with the monetizing, it's like not, that yeah. yeah, it's not up to me really. But if it does, it, if it does make money, Jared will do good with it. Jared definitely would. Yeah, Jared <laughs> and Jared is the fucking man. So, yeah. How did your relationship with him start? Like, where did you meet Jared? I think at oh, it was at the SD Jam when he. Uh, do you remember when he ate shit on that? Like, it was like the there was like so a like three sixty and then hung up. Yeah. Yes, I, was there. I I watched that like I was in the front row, just like firsthand. I was like, oh my god, that just happened. But he was staying at Andy's house, and I was staying at Andy's house, the owner of AO. And yeah. so like we just like we were both on AO at the time, and so we got like we got to know each other and stuff. And then like fast forward a few years, he hits me up about LA and like was just like, you want to be on the the brand ambassador team or whatever, like the team. And I yeah. was like honestly like i'm not sure about this like it seemed a little like eh, you know like another undialed or whatever right. but i was like i really fuck with jared as an individual yeah. he's amazing like he's just the greatest most genuine dude and yeah. i was like you know what i'm down like because you're in charge of this and this is your thing like i would like to support you like in what like so whatever happens with this like maybe it will tank or maybe it will blow up which it is now and like i'm really yeah. grateful that i'm still a part of la and that i got that opportunity so long ago because like i don't know jared's done things for me now that like i don't think any scooter company or anybody has gotten like he flew me and all the bltn boys pretty much minus keegland to yeah. vegas recently and like that was a he paid for our Airbnb and all our flights. And that was just like, that's unheard of. I was like, wow. dude, I'm sponsored by LA, but my five friends aren't. And he sent us, he sent all of us somewhere so we could film for BLTN. And when we got there, he was just like, all right, boys, I just want you to know, like, I don't expect anything. Like, I just want you guys to do you and like, have fun. Just like, film like you normally would or whatever don't like he wasn't asking us for instagram content he wasn't asking us for pictures or anything he was just like just focus on bltn and like get your shit done and i was yeah. like wow dude, i like first of all that's unheard of because like what scooter company is sending out like one sponsored rider and then all their friends yeah but then, but then also it's just like with no parameters either it's like go do whatever you want and like yeah just, just like progress on your your work and like I, I don't know i'm forever indebted to that because i think that's like amazing like we had such a good time in vegas and like we got we did get a lot done yeah which was sick but 
I don't know. And then he sent me and Jacob to Colorado too. And while we were in Colorado, Jacob like whip front boarded this 15 rail. It was just like insane. Like it was wow. insane. Yeah. But like Jared got so hyped. He, he runs up to us after like Jacob gets the clip and he goes, you guys are going on another trip. Just like, tell me when, <laughs> tell me where. And like, we'll make it happen. Cause like, this is insane. And I was like, my guy, like, wow. wow. Just, yeah. yeah just unreal. And so like, I'm really glad that I joined LA when I did just on like a whim basically because I like Jared so much. Yeah. And now, like I'm, um, I'm all for it. Like, I think it's sick. Yeah. Jared is definitely one of the best influences in the scooter industry that we have at the moment. I think more people should follow in his footsteps yeah. and I hope they do. Cause it'll really grow our sport really yeah. quickly in a good way. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Awesome. Um, what do you do for work? And have you found like a job in LA just moving out there? Like, how does that work? So my girlfriend's got her job and right. she like, I don't know. I'm honestly like just going to go and bum it for six months. Like yeah. I'm, if I don't have any opportunities to travel or like go film people in other places, like, cause I, my dream is to just like travel and be like, all right, I'm going here to film so-and-so and then I'm going to go here and film so-and-so. And like, I there's like with through LA like there's a small like there's a possibility of me doing that like hopefully in the near future and so like that would be awesome and like I think if I'm not working for six months and like my girlfriend is like she's gonna go to LA regardless and she's gonna get a place and like live there for that six months regardless and so like yeah like I stay here and she goes there and we split up for six months or like I could just go with her and like because she's already going to be doing it and so like if there's no film opportunity and stuff or like travel opportunity like that then i'm definitely gonna get like probably just a shitty part-time job or something not not anything that's like career wise or whatever but i don't know i think i think it would just be such a prime opportunity not to like or like to pass up basically if i could travel and like live for six months without having to pay rent or whatever yeah but we'll just we'll have to see about that for sure. But I think it'd be sick to like I don't know I don't know if I'd want to work at the vault, but like yeah, maybe if I could like involve myself with the vault or something and like, but I don't know I don't really definitely know. you definitely could from what I've heard from Matisse it seems like they're they are pretty accepting of people coming in and they they probably need somebody right now I'm not gonna speak for them but. Yeah. Um, from what it sounds like it they're like changing positions a lot so it's okay i'd hit them up yeah yeah sure yeah it doesn't hurt to ask and the worst they could do is say no so exactly but yeah i don't know i just i'm just excited to get out of the winter here and to be closer to will when he's not going to be here because like me and will like we really just like we get along really really well and like i don't know he said this the other day like our friendship has just been so mutually beneficial yeah like, we, always we always are just hyping each other up and like whenever we're filming anybody else it's like we're both on the camera and then like i'll be like hey will you should start on this light and then i'll end on this light so we can transition our stuff and like we're always talking about like having the same colors and just like being on the same page with our filming and stuff and like i think that really helps and it's also just like I don't know. It's something that I've never experienced before because I've always like been the filmer kind of, but I definitely credit Will to like everything, (laughs) even though he's younger and even (laughs) though I taught him how to scooter, he's just like taught me how to be a better individual and like a lot about filming and stuff. And just like, I don't know. I feel like I used to be kind of a dick when I would go to the skate park to little kids and stuff. So I was like an angsty teenager who like, I thought I was, I was, I don't know. But Will is always like, yo, stop being mean. And I was like, just like, and so <laughs> now I've, de- I've definitely like lightened up towards all the kids and stuff. And like, I don't know. I just, I really, I really credit Will to a lot of like who I am now and like everything around me. He seems to be really good at like social connections and stuff too. Like he knows a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Like, and it's part of it is just like, because of his personality and who he is like yeah I, I know for a fact like like he was saying like if a kid messages him on instagram or whatever like he'll take the time to message you back and yeah. like I, i'm sure that goes with like older people too it's like if an older person like a respectable scooter rider or something like says one thing to him he'll message them back and then he'll yeah. start 
he'll start that friendship right there. And so like, he's just, he, he talks and he loves talking. And so that's totally like part of that. What, what was one of like the most influential experiences that you've had, like in scootering, like what kind of, where did you go that you met a lot of people and kind of started you like into the scootering? When did you kind of get sponsored and that kind of stuff? Well, okay. I feel like when I was really young, so Mothership was like, okay, wait, I guess I'll get to the first one first. I used to have this friend named Sam Dybeck who me and him used to scooter in Seattle like a ton, but then he moved to San Diego. Like when we were really little, I guess like I was probably 13 or 14, but like he was like my best friend here. Like he was the filmer. And so we would always film like just little like, videos for our wax company or whatever just like yeah. like videos at the skate park pretty much but then he moved and so i got super bummed but then my parents like let me go and stay with him like pretty much every summer i'd go for like a few like a week or something but i would go and stay with him and he introduced me to elliot arnold and so oh, like i remember gotcha. yeah one trip like I, I was definitely a park kid still like yeah when, the, when i first started going there but like the second time or the third time, I think I remember like I, I was, I had a fasten deck, but then Elliot gave me an AO deck and I was like, wow, like this guy, Elliot is like so good and he's a pro. And like, I really look up to him. So I'm going to ride this AO deck. Then I did my first full whip and like, yeah, like, wow. And I, I remember every time I would come back from a trip, like I would just scooter way harder and I'd like really be feeling myself. But I came back from that trip, like, with my full whip abilities, with my AO deck. And I was like, I'm street now. Like there's like, I just, I'm street. Like all the dudes in SD were riding street. And I was just like, I can't, I can't be doing this park stuff when all my homies down there are doing the street stuff. And so like, I really, that was like a big changing factor for me. Cause like Elliot, like Elliot, just like, he was like four or five years older than us, but he still hung out with us every day while we were there and took us to spots and was just like, goofball just like we are we were and so like that really was like a changing influential part of my life because I, I just hanging out with elliot like i don't know if you wow. go on the youtube there's like a video called like story time with elliot arnold like we talk about he just like, tells some stupid stories and i tell some <laughs> stupid stories but like you can just see like we're kids back then but it was yeah, really, yeah. i don't know elliot just like involved or like push me to be who I like a street rider instead I'm like so, so when, guess, did, when did that transition happen that was like seven years ago so I was 14 or 15 yeah I was 15 and I don't know I just I was just like wow like Elliot's just like Elliot because Elliot could still buttercup and he was doing flares and stuff but then he was just like doing the most insane street stuff too and I was like wow like you don't yeah. have to like just do one thing like you can do it all and like I don't know that was just a really meaningful thing I was like wow like I could I could do something else and like I was over getting heel bruised trying to blast buttercups on quarter pipes and stuff and just like yeah and so like I don't know. That was, just, that, was, that was a large part of it. Yeah, I just got a tilt deck. Yeah. Like I went from a Vulcan, like five by 20.5, like a small little like box deck yeah. to a 22 by six. <laughs> and like it doesn't really feel that much different. Yeah. Which is it's, odd. Like I was worried about like buttercups and like those park tricks that I still did. I was like, I might lose these because it'll be heavier. They flow no. almost better. Yeah, it's sick. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I did a bar bride the other day. Like, yeah. <laughs> like my recent Instagram post. I was like, yeah, this is sick. Like, this is super fun. Like, So what uh, what size are you riding? Like, what six, is your setup? I have a 622 tilt deck right now. Okay. With the fender cut off. Just gotta you, say. Cut, you cut the fender off? Yeah, I've always cut all my fenders off. Like, I just... I've had three tilt decks now, I think. And every single time I take a Dremel and just like cut around the thing yeah. down. Yeah. Cause like, I just like, I don't know. I probably could get a 23 and like, 
not have an issue really with like because i would put my foot down and then land on the fender thing and that's just like it, that hurts <laughs> it hurts already of, when you when you land of the wheel it. yeah i mean the fender like the tilt fender is like big and bulky yeah it's, true. Like, yeah but i don't know it's not it's I, I don't know i think it's like more of like a thing that i like i like i don't even know if i need to do it really yeah like so funny and like yeah, that's awesome they're like did you cut the fender off i'm like hell yeah i did <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> so interesting so like you've just always when did you decide on the first one to cut it off uh right away actually i never i've actually never ridden one of my my own tilt deck with a fender on like I rode Wills in the beginning and I was like, I hate this fender thing. I, I don't want it. But yeah. then so like every time I'd buy a tilt deck and then I'd cut the fender off and then I'd put it on my scooter. So yeah. like, it's just, it's just off before it even goes on the scoot. Cause I don't know. And now when I went to Colorado, Isaac was showing me his deck and they like make them without fenders now. Yeah. Six by 20. I'm like, God, wow. Those took, stage ones or whatever, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They have a bolt-on break instead. Yeah, now, yeah, which is super nice. They're like, Alex, stop cutting the fender off. We'll yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact though that like I've I've wanted to say like for the longest time I was like, yeah, I was the first one to do it. But Isaac actually did it first, and he he like <laughs> he cut his fender off like a long time ago. But then I think he just like kept going through decks and stuff. So he just said fuck it because he didn't want to cut one off every single time. Yeah, because Isaac breaks a lot of decks. Yeah, but decks last, like, I don't know. I think I've been on my tilt deck for, like, six months almost. Like, a yeah. while. Yeah, and it's, like, it's good still, I think. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's not making good noises yet, so. Yeah, yeah, it seems fine to me. Yeah, I've been surprised at how dialed it is just the whole time. Like, I have basically a full tilt setup at this point. Okay. I was riding a lot of Ethic for the longest time just because I liked how light it was, but yeah. not that much difference between tilt. So I, and I like what Colin's doing. So yeah, Colin's a great dude. He's, he, he's a rider too. He's, he's an OG scooter rider. And I think yeah. that's a very important, like, it, like, I don't know. I asked Will the other day, I was like, who's the tilt team manager. And he's like, it's Colin. Like, and I was like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Cause he used to scooter. And so like, he knows what's good with like the people and stuff. And so like, he doesn't need to hire a TM to do the shit because he knows like what it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that's really important with scooter companies too. It's like if you have some like rich dad running your stuff, like, I mean, it might work out. It might be fine. Like hang five gear. Rob definitely doesn't scooter. He's a great dude. But like, yeah, I just think like if you are scootering and then you want to start a company, like you're going to be way more like you're going to be just a little bit farther ahead in the beginning. Cause you know, everything that's good. And like, you know, what's good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just met Rob for the first time when I was down in Arizona. So he's a cool dude. That was yeah, cool. I had to check out the, uh, the new AZ grinds that they re revamped. It. it was really nice. I haven't, I've honestly never even been to AZ grind. I've been, I like Arizona and San Diego were the two places that I would go like a lot. Cause my yeah. grandparents, my grandparents lived in Arizona and Sam Dybeck lived in San, San Diego. Yeah. But I would always go visit my grandparents in AZ, but AZ grind was just like really far from where they lived. Oh so, yeah. My yeah. grandparents are like, I, I'm going to say it like 20 minutes from AZ grind. Everything's 20 minutes in Arizona. I don't yeah, know. Why. Yeah. But yeah. So I don't know. I'll, I'll get there eventually. I'll go. I'm really good as friends with a uh, mean bean and stuff. Like that's yeah. what I do. And so, like, eventually, I I stay away from Arizona in the summer. Like, oh, just, it was brutal just when I was in the summer. <laughs> yeah, I was there this last week, and it was like one fifteen. It was ridiculous. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't feel natural. It was like an unnatural heat. Yeah, and I don't just, know how. Like, even at night, it was like nighttime. It's still hundred degrees. Yeah, it's like insane. Me and Will uh, flew to Arizona to Mean Beans for like a. It was on my birthday, actually, but then the SD jam was like a couple days later. So we flew to AZ. That was the one time and the only time I'll go to Arizona in the summer. But we flew to AZ to Bean, and then we drove to to LA for the or SD for the SD jam. SD, oh, nice. SD12, I think it was. Or maybe 11, because 12 didn't happen. 
I don't know, but it was one of those. It was one of those. But we, I like I remember we got there at night, and I was just like, dude, like I'm gonna go back to your house, and then I'm not gonna leave your house until we leave for California. <laughs> we, went out, we went out at literally midnight to like get food or something, and I was like, dude, I don't want to do this. Like it's a hundred <laughs> degrees still. I just can't do this. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, you're counting on your AC so much. Yeah. Right. We actually just had like a super gnarly heat wave here in Seattle. Like, yeah. Um, it's been really hot here too. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and like Tuesday a little bit where like s- Sunday or yeah, Sunday and Monday were the hottest days it's like ever been in Seattle. It got up to wow. like 106 on Monday. And like, I was really looking at this tweet that was like a Seattle weather statistics or whatever. Yeah. And in the past, hundred years it had only reached a hundred three times and then in the past weekend it reached a hundred on three days in a row and so like we just broke all records and everything and like i don't know it was insane and poor Corey lane flew out the kinetic homie he flew yeah. out stay with will for a week and it was just like the worst possible time he could have ever chose to come <laughs> we were just dying like the whole time yeah um, on Saturday morning, we woke up at 5.45 so we could go out and film. And then we were done by 10.30 because it was just, like, ridiculous. It was already hot. At- yeah, it was like, insane. And then the next day, we didn't start riding until 10 p.m. We stayed out till like, 3 a.m. in downtown Seattle. And then the Jeez. next day, we didn't start until midnight. And we stayed out till like, 3 because it was just, like, crazy. It's, like, insane, but night filming was fun it was it was fun it's worth it yeah geez it's been so just so hot recently which is crazy everywhere because i know it's been a really hot beginning of the year for us here too so just been crazy so uh (laughs) you went to woodward didn't you or you've gone to woodward a few times Woodward, like i like i hate to say this but like i've been to woodward enough for me to be like bored of woodward yeah I, I, I kids are always like what like how could you get bored of woodward and i'm like i just like i've gone for weeks at a time many times and like yeah I went, I went in the beginning as like a camper and i went for like two i think i went three times as a camper and then like i got i like just like became good friends with everybody there and so then i was able to come work and like yeah. I, I did osi and instruct for a while and then i was a counselor one time but that was awful (laughs) and then i don't know because like being a counselor you can't ride in the night sesh and the night sesh like everything like all the all the homies all the pros are out like and no kids are there and so like the one time i was a counselor i was just like sitting in my cabin like come on like i want a scooter right now but i had to go to bed at 10 with all these little kids and i was like yeah it just i don't know i would happily go back and osi and instruct or do anything just i don't i prefer not to be a counselor i guess yeah. still would if i had to but i don't know it seems just, like they've kind of changed how the yeah. job goes yeah i don't know exactly like what the changes are but i heard it was different now and so i don't know they from what i've heard they put them all into like one job but i don't know how they do that yeah, how does that so what i heard from bfg was that they like rotate like you'll like rotate so you do osi one week instruct one week and then counsel one week uh, so you have to stay for a while though yeah but i don't know if that's exactly how it's working or how they've got it worked out i don't i don't know and i don't know yeah. how staffing is there too so yeah. i guess i'll see when i get down there yeah right <laughs> a week and a half so yeah. when i went it was like you worked if you worked one job you could just go for free but then if you worked two jobs you'd like get paid oh so gotcha i would always go just like to instruct basically but then i'd ask like could i osi too like if possible because then i'd get paid for being there and that was sweet like it's like a hundred bucks or whatever but it's like how cool is it that you get to go to order for free and then you make like a little bit of money off of it too yeah um i have a couple more questions for you before we end first where do you see yourself in 10 years i i've hopefully still scootering a little bit 
not not fully like not as much as I am now, but like in ten years I'd love to have had BLTN one, two, and three out and then just like yeah. as many legitimate videos like as possible. Gotcha. Yeah, that'd be cool. Probably is, there, there, is there anywhere you want to live specifically or just travel uh, around or I just want to travel and then I want to buy a house here. That's okay, like my, cool. Yeah, my main goal is to like own property in Seattle somewhere. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who's just trying to get into scootering and is trying to film like a video part or some kind of day at it? Like what advice would you give them? Find friends like, like scooter homies, no matter what skill level they are, like riding with other individuals really pushes you to be the best scooter rider that you can be. And like, I, like seeing if someone else do something like if you're say like not very good and then all your friends are really good that will push you to do better tricks because you're just like wow like they're going crazy like they're doing insane yeah. stuff and like the friend groups that you make along the way and like the people that you ride with like have everything to do with how long you stay in it and stuff like I see kids who are like really good at scootering but they just ride by themselves and they come to skate park by themselves and they get burnt out of it because like there's nobody hitting them up every day or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's a large part of why Will and I like click and like have been together and like scootering together for so long is cause like he would literally hit me up every hit or he still does hit literally hit me up every single day. But like sometimes I'll come home from work and he'll just be at my house and be like, all right, you ready to go? And I'm like, yeah. I need a sec, but like, yeah, <laughs> I I guess, yeah. like, <laughs> like, yeah. So like friends, your friend group and like, the people that you hang out with and ride with and motivate you every day. That's like super important. Yeah. Okay. I guess, yeah. I guess someone, someone has to have a camera too. Yep. Yeah. Like, but that if someone does or some, like, it doesn't even matter if you're good at filming, like practice, like practice, yeah. practice, practice. But even if you're just putting out videos, like shitty YouTube videos, who cares? Like you're going to get better at it. And then like over time, it will just be like legitimate things. Yeah, and iPhone cameras have gotten so good nowadays, you can almost film everything on an iPhone camera. Yeah, that's just, I will say that that like, could discredit somebody a little bit. It's yeah. like, if you make a, a super banger YouTube video, but it's just on a phone, it's like, wow. But how would, how would you know nowadays? True. True. How would you know? <laughs> yeah, that, and like, it goes hand in hand with like having someone with a camera. Because like, I totally feel if like, you just can't, like if you're in a place where like there's one scooter rider or something like, and they don't have a camera and like all you, the only option that you have is to film your video on a phone, do it. Like at least you're filming a video part. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I have, I have one more for you. All right. What is Alex's meaning of life? Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having fun. Like, I don't know. I'll, a lot of it was like, I mean, when I was younger in high school, like my, I, at a young age, I was like, I'm not going to let anybody tell me what to do. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And like, that's going to be the most fulfilling in life. Like I yeah. didn't call it, like, I didn't let my parents tell me to go to college and like, like go to college. If you think you should go to college though, like, I'm not trying to tell yeah. kids not to do that. Cause like college is very beneficial, I think. And like, I there's a part of me that wishes I had gone to college, but then again, like how I said, like I wouldn't go back and change anything that I did. For, like, well, well, the thing that is important about to know about college is you can always go to college. Yeah, that's you like, can always go to college. You can't chase scootering. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Like I, I always tell people, like once I'm done scootering, I'm going to go to school. And like, there's yeah. a lot of things that I want to do when I'm done scootering, but for now, this is it. Like I'm, yeah. I'm super content and like that's what I want. And like, that goes with the fun thing. It's like, do what you want. Cause you only have one life and like, yep. you're not getting younger every day you get older and there's just no way that you can go back and be like, wow, when I was 16, like I should have done this. And so like, gotcha. do what you want to do when you want to do it. Because like your life is very meaningful and it's only, you only have one. Yeah, for sure. I uh, have noticed that our generation, it's like, we are a lot different than like our parents in the way that we don't want to wait till retirement to travel. Yeah. Cause everybody like my parents and my grandparents and everybody, they're like, Oh, I'm going to work really hard in my twenties so that I can retire and travel. 
Yeah. Or like they're not retiring and traveling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. I totally agree with that. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to get everything that I want to do like now while I'm young and like, I want to be able to eat shit when I can eat shit. It's like, if I'm, if I like wait till I'm 40 or something, like I'm going to eat shit and then be put out for six months or something. Cause I yeah. lifted my ankle and it's like, I just absolutely do not want that. And like, yeah. that's like how I've lived my life is just like, I'm, I'm pretty terrible at planning, but it's like just one thing at a time, just taking whatever opportunities that come at me and like, just going rolling with it. Cause like, Again, like you only have one opportunity to do this. And then, yes, you really do. And then you're then you're dead. <laughs> so yeah, take advantage of every moment that you can because it's you only got so many. So yeah, totally awesome. Well, thank you, Alex, for coming on. It's been really fun talking to you. So of course, yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We should definitely do it again sometime. But uh, thank you guys for listening. If you're out there. Um, Please, if you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. It'll really help this channel grow along. If you're also on Apple Music, go down, give me five stars. That would really mean the world to me. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day, night, or whatever time it is that you're watching this. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.